Welcome to Boise Song Talk. I'm James Coberly Smith. Give me just a second, set this guitar down, would you please? Thank you. Songs. What are these songs? Well, consider this. On the one hand, we have, Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain. On the other hand, we have, He did the mash, he did the monster mash, the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash, he did the mash. Completely different songs, but they both work. Now what we're going to be doing on Boise Song Talk is we're going to be speaking with a number of the great local songwriters about how they write their songs. Now they're all great live performers and I encourage you to go out and see their live shows. However, we won't be emphasizing performance here. Instead, we'll be focusing on how they write their songs. Now, I'm going to start this thing off with a song of my own. Then we'll go over and meet tonight's special guest. You're just deep down beautiful. You've always been that way. You're just deep down reliable. Like the month of May. Trust me when I say, hey, you're just deep down beautiful, I'll always see you this way. And when the dry spells come, you know the dry spells will, oh, I'm gonna stand here patiently, I got some time to kill. It's pain. Yeah, I will never give up on you. I hope you feel the same way. You're just deep down beautiful. That's all I have to say. Now let's go over and meet tonight's special guest, Andy Byron. Hey, James. Andy Dang Byron. Hold on, buddy. Hold on. There it is. How are you? Good to see you. You too. Thank you for coming. Appreciate it. All right, my friend. Now, I've seen you on stage in numerous situations. I saw you on stage at the Knitting Factory. You're opening for Travis Tritt and other places, many other places. The thing I've always thought about you on stage is your ease on stage. When I saw you at opening for Travis Tritt, it dawned on me, you might have done this before. First time. It, was it? First time, Because that's yeah. my first question. Or could you give us a little sense of your <laughs> musical history? You know, um, I mean, last... I know that's the first time, so this is going to be fascinating now. <laughs> Very <laughs> short, too. Yes. Uh, it, you know, I've gone back to my, you know, in my 20s, I, I spent a lot of time, you know, writing songs and trying to get a break in music. Um, 
and then uh, took about 20 plus years off and then came back to it three and a half years so years ago we started a CD project the first CD project and uh, and I've gotten a lot of great opportunities since that came out to do shows like the Travis Tritt and Randy Travis and oh god Michael Martin Murphy a whole bunch of them we gotten to do uh, uh, in the last couple of years which has Pretty been neat. a blast for me yeah I'm, I guess I'm, they must like it they keep throwing you on the bill yeah or yeah. under the bus I don't know yeah, oh, well, yeah maybe <laughs> uh, no, carry on a little. So, so um, did you um, start playing music at a young age? I did. I started at, uh, t taking guitar lessons at about seven, eight years old and mm -hmm. learning Kingston Trio songs right off the bat, Gordon Lightfoot songs. And then uh, that, uh, of course, led me to starting to want to write songs when I was in my early teens, actually, um, trying to come up with ideas to write songs. And that's kind of where it started. And uh, spent a lot of way too much time in college writing songs that did impact my my length of time I had to spend in college. <laughs> the little distraction. Is that your excuse? That was my excuse. And uh -huh. folk music scene going on in Denver, that was uh, also a bit of a distraction. Uh -huh. Now, you told me once that you wrote your first song. You could remember writing your first song. You were at a young age. What you said? I you probably was about 14, um, maybe 15. And I was, I just determined I, I needed to try to write something. I mean, my favorite performers and, and entertainers were songwriters at the time, Gordon Lightfoot for one. And, uh -huh. and um, I thought, I got to come up with something. I was looking around my room. What am I going to write about? And I had this picture of Mount Rushmore on the wall. Uh -huh. And so I thought, oh, yeah, Mount Rushmore. So I could write about the building and creating of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Minor, you know, a, you know accomplishment they'd spent how many years trying to build my restaurant I'm gonna write the whole story but uh, um, I did I did some research and started taking notes and putting things together and and uh, I, I don't remember the song but I remember writing it and I remember the experience and that was a good that was a good learning experience actually can you remember if you used an instrument way back then oh yeah I was playing guitar so oh, yeah. so now you said though that you you wrote down ideas for it mm -hmm. I mean this is way back I, oh yeah well, actually, it started with the guitar part. I, usually, the way I write, I tend, and everybody's different, but I tend to come up with some kind of a feel or a chord progression or a groove on the guitar first and then start throwing out ideas for, uh, for lyrics. Right. And, and then once I kind of had the feel and the groove I was looking for, then in that case, I do remember, and I'd start saying, okay, I've got a couple ideas, and let me learn a little bit more about the whole you know, experience of, right. of building Mount Rushmore, and that's that's how that started. Interesting. I still do that a lot with my songs today. I, I still um, start with the guitar, try to come up with an idea, and then expand upon that idea. Uh, uh huh. But the the music's usually there first. Okay, okay, because that would have been one of the things I'd be curious about. Yeah. Now you mentioned the Kingston Trio. You told me another time that they were a big influence on you. Huge. Did you also say you played banjo? I uh, used to play banjo. Okay, yes. just checking, you know, <laughs> and just I made trying to get it on the record. It today. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, fair enough. But you, something happened not long ago uh, where you had some connection to the Kingston Trio. Can you? Well, me? I got a chance to meet my hero, uh, one of my musical heroes, uh, Bob Shane, one of the founding members of the Kingston Trio. I had a 
uh, a thing I went to down in Phoenix. I knew he was down there. I did have his email address. Mm -hmm. That's a long story how I had that. Mm -hmm. And I sent Bob a note um, saying I was going to be in town. Is there any chance that I could take him to lunch and, you know, just get a chance to visit with him? And he was gracious enough uh, to say yes. He said, call me when you get to town. So we, we took him out, uh, myself and a few friends. And uh, actually he gave us a tour of all the Kingston Trail memorabilia in his house, held his two Grammys. You know, looked at the Life magazine cover on the wall. It was a, it was a really neat thrill for me. Very nice. Yeah. Very cool. Well, how's about uh, you turn loose one of these uh, Andy Byron songs for us? Well, I have uh, I, this CD project I told you about that we started about three three or so years ago mm -hmm. was really started. I had songs written for each of my three daughters, and even though I hadn't done music uh, in any really uh, professional level for years. I had still dabbled a little bit in writing, and I had written each of the daughters, each of my three girls, a, a song when they turned 13. Um, and that was really the impetus that really made me want to get back and record again, because I wanted to get those songs demoed, recorded, and then that mm -hmm. little demo turned into a whole CD project. So this, is, this was uh, uh, the last of the three um, that I wrote for my daughter Amy and Lindsay and Casey have their songs on there too. So this is called Lucky Me. Rosy lips Perfect smile Used to hold you It's been a while Cowboy's dream. Now a young lady. Time flew at sea. Short version again. All right, fine. <laughs> but actually, I know, I know, I know. I suggested that to you sometimes <laughs> that we can talk more. I know people are fascinated to hear us. Oh yeah. Um, okay, now that song. Let's just start with. Since you said you usually will have the music first, mm -hmm. this was um, sort of for a situation. You, you knew yeah, you actually, it was a project. This. Okay. Um, uh, actually, because I, I didn't pick the age 13 out of the out of the air. Actually, I had uh, each of my three daughters had bat mitzvahs, right. and at age 13, the tradition is you know they they lead the service, they mm -hmm. they read from the, the Torah, they learn the Hebrew and the whole thing, and then they give a speech, and then historically the parents uh, will get up on the pulpit and give a speech about how wonderful their child is and how spectacular and how much they love them. I I told my my ex-wife, I said, uh, there's no chance that I'm getting up 
in front of a hundred or so people and telling them how I feel about my daughter. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, no, you, you just write them a song. Mm -hmm. And so that's, so then three years later, I had another project and then another project three years after that. So it did, I, I, I do tend to be able to write if, I've, if I have a, a deadline for something. Some well, people can't write that way. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just have to have inspiration come from wherever it comes. Uh, and I have that happen too, you know. I, but I tend to have to discipline myself, even if it's not a project, mm -hmm. to force myself to sit down, get the guitar, and say, what do I want to mess around with today? The, um, as this song began then, you had the music. Did those lyrics come to you if you can remember, from the beginning of the song to the end, and did they come fast, or was it... You know, I spent about four hours working on that one day, but I did it all in one day. Okay. But it was, it was, a, <clears throat> it was a bit of a project. Um, some, you know, come, you know, some songs come really fast. I right. mean, my most recent song was an hour uh, and knocked it out, but... Oh, it's uh, nice. You know, I people mean, are different. four sounds pretty short to me. That's <laughs> four nice. Is, uh, oh, yeah. you know, it's it's fun hearing how how it comes to different people. But go on. So so you okay? So this one took about four hours. Yeah, and, and then uh, uh, I didn't know. You know, you don't know how it is after uh, you're. You know, you've lived with it now for four hours. You don't know if people are going to relate to it, if they're going to like it. And so I took it home and I played it for uh, Nancy, and and uh, I knew it was a good sign when she started crying. Okay, fair enough. You know, so that was good. One of the things that I think I mentioned to you one time about that song for me is the first verse is open to interpretation that Rosie lives to all the lines. I don't know till maybe the last line of the first verse that it might not be a normal love, love song. Right, right. And that surprised me. Mm-hmm. I, I little enjoyed, twist. Yeah, a little twist. Enjoyed me. Once I get to the chorus, then by the second verse, it's clear, obvious, you know. So right. I enjoyed that. The um, uh, other thing that I enjoy about your stuff that works for you so well, I think I've used this term for you before as well, is I think your lyrics come straight at me. And I describe yeah. that as being... I know exactly what you mean, except for when you pull those surprises out like you did there. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, they're not, uh, do you feel that, that that's how you write? I get it. I know what you're talking about usually. Yeah, I guess I don't write a lot between the lines uh, and a lot of metaphor I tend to write. It's just maybe more how I express myself. Uh -huh. And uh, um, again, you know, it's just so many different styles. There's so many different, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Right, right. It's just what works for you and what sounds right to your ear. And uh, although some of my heroes are, are amazing with the creative metaphors and, and pictures that they paint, um, I tend to look, write a little bit more realistically, I guess. Mm -hmm. Now, suppose you're out and about your normal day. You're out, you know, riding a bucking bronco or <laughs> roping a doggy. Let's say you're roping a doggy and a song idea comes to you. How do you... Uh, capture mm. it or does it not really happen that way as you said you write well when you have a project or a deadline but are you sometimes riding that bucking bronco and uh, get an idea and if so how do you how do you capture it usually a toyota sequoia actually <laughs> <laughs> i get a lot of ideas in that i wish i could say it was a bucking bronco if I, if I had one more at my disposal maybe it would be 
Um, you know, I get an idea and I'll write down a, a, a couple of words or a, or a line and I'll save that and uh, oh, okay. something will hit me. I do and I go back to it typically. Mm -hmm. um, I have a couple things that, you know, that are, I'm getting ready to write right now that I've been thinking about a lot, but I haven't had the time or discipline myself mm -hmm. to get it done. But again, it, again, getting it done is still like a project well, sure. for me. But this is interesting, though, because these ideas are coming to you. These are just ideas, little notions or something yeah. without the music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas yeah, you that's said true. usually it starts with music, but now and again you'll get some, some concept that you're writing down. Where do you write them down, by the way? A notebook or something? Or? Yeah, or scratch paper. All right. um, literally, whatever I can remember where it is. All yeah, right. I wish I was more. You know, I used to, when I was a camp counselor, I, you know, they made you carry the, uh, the little notepad in your pocket. Oh, yeah. You had to have your pen at all times. And oh, this is yeah. back in the 70s. And, oh, yeah. and uh, I've, I've fallen out of that discipline <laughs> <laughs> since then. <clears throat> but, um, you know, in fact, uh, you bring that up. Uh, another more recent song that I wrote um, uh, called It's Over. Uh, also, I had a line um, that I, in my head before I went to the music. The music really gets the writing going for me, but I, I do sometimes start a lot of times with an idea okay. or, a, or a couple of words or a line. All right. But I don't, get, I don't just start writing poetry. Mm -hmm. I really need the music to propel me. Yeah. And the timing and the, and the, you know, the, the number of syllables in a, in a line, all that kind of stuff. It's got to work mm -hmm. for me. But, um, yeah, the, that other song, It's Over, I had the line, um, um, uh, Just Another Train Wreck. And mm -hmm. I was thinking, I'm going to write off this train wreck idea, and it was a, uh -huh. about a, a breakup in a relationship. And, uh, and then it ended up uh, being in the, in the song. The train wreck line is in there. But it, I right. thought that would be going to be the, the title mm -hmm. and really focus that as the chorus maybe, but uh, just migrate a different way. That's another newer song, too, that's mm -hmm. very strong. Oh, thank well, you. I've told you before, I think your newer songs are very strong. Great. So Thanks. I appreciate lucky it. Lucky you. Lucky me. <laughs> uh, hey, this is an interesting question. I've never really talked about this much. But when you write songs, do you sometimes vividly remember the place you were or, or something? Yeah, very much. In but, fact, uh, I know you want, were hoping I would do a White Picket Fence. Correct. That, that one am. comes to mind because... I was living in Nashville at the time, right. uh, trying to write songs, and uh, I just went out on my front porch. Uh, that day. I mean, I can see this like yesterday, and, mm -hmm. and trying to say, what was I going to write about today? And there was this big, grassy front yard, and down it, there was kind of a sloped front uh, yard area, and, and then there were all this shrubbery, and in, buried in that shrubbery was this old, rickety, white picket fence that had fallen over years before. Uh -huh. And I thought, oh, white picket fence, and then that... that that's the, the beginning of this song. So I knew it was going to go white picket fence and I wanted to come up with the, the music to kind of fit that mood for me. So let's hear it. Yeah. Dive into it. Saw it all. 
southern wind It blows on into the back door Dries the tears in my eyes And a summer rain washes in behind it It's pouring on the old white picket fence Turned 18, okay. She gave me all he'd say. Have what he could not at a college in LA. But each time the summer sky would turn black and thunder sound, I'd see the old white picket fence, and my heart would start to pound. southern wind it blows on through the back door and dries the tears in my eyes and the summer rain washes in behind it it's pouring on the old white picket fence it's pouring on the old white picket fence This song, first of all, there's a third verse. Yes. I should have told you, play this whole dang thing. <laughs> Tell us, speak, speak to us the third verse. It, oh, it, it wraps it up, you know, where... Uh, um, give me those lyrics. The, uh, speak them to me. Um, it's been 10 years since he died. Right. I have a fine suburban wife, a son who bears his name, and God, I love my wife. But sometimes on stormy nights, when that first drop strikes the pain, I see the old white picket fence out there standing in the rain and that image of the fence and the rain and the country and um, <clears throat> it was uh, just a place I felt that the song needed to go and it was a made up story, it wasn't coming from something that happened to me particularly but, uh, but I think that a fairly universal message to a lot of people. One clarification, was this a five minute warning I got here? Is that right? Holy smokes, it is flying by. <laughs> oh, my heavens. All right, well, I'm going to make a few comments on this. Okay. This song, to me, this, it's so strong. The opening lines are barely 10 years old. Mama passed away. That's line one. Mm -hmm. We didn't build the chorus to get there. It's, so right away, I'm emotionally in this thing. Daddy kept the farm. I can see him plain as day. I think.